Welcome to Color Me Dead. This is a true crime podcast, and we talk about murder and fuckery most foul in detail while using the darkest of humor. If you don't like words like fuck and cunt, then you probably shouldn't listen. But if you do, then join us while we fuck your feelings. You ready to talk about something current? I am. I like current. Do you like current? I like currents in the water. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of backstory uh, on Angel. (laughs) So what you guys might not know about me is that I am a big movie person. And if you haven't picked this up from me and Nikki. Then you were not listening. Then you haven't been paying attention. You're new. You're new. And that's okay. Um, I worked for Blockbuster Video for a large portion, over a decade of my young adult life. I actually thought that I was going to retire as like a regional director, right? And, then and that Netflix. didn't happen. I did make it all the way to district-ish areas, um, and I was pretty pretty proud of myself. Um, I love the movie industry. One of the actors that I absolutely adored from a very young age was Corey Haim. I was in love with this person. I loved his goofy nature. I loved the uh, pretty much everything about him from the sound of his voice to the softness in his eyes to just the goofiness in his acting to the fact that um, he just, he was like that first time as a little girl that I was like, oh, boys. Mm-hmm. Um, I followed his career. I own movies that you guys can't even get. I have <laughs> I have things that I have accumulated over the years as a fan. Um, and of course, somewhere there's some Corey Haim fan that's like, tell me, what movie is it? I bet I have it too. <laughs> um, anyways, when Corey Haim actually passed away, it hurt my little heart more than I care to admit because a lot of people gave me a very hard time about it. I remember um, that. Yeah, dude, I took that incredibly hard. Um, what bothered me even more is that everybody was very quick to jump on the overdose, right? He had overdosed. Everybody just knew with beyond a shadow of a doubt, he had fucking overdosed, right? And it's not that I was upset that there was a possibility that he accidentally overdosed. Everybody knew that Corey had an ongoing issue with addiction, right? Um, it was that... In the wake of him passing away, that was what everybody wanted to hyper-focus on. Well, the autopsy and everything came back, and he had actually died from complications of pneumonia. And what's truly unfortunate about Corey Haim is that I believe his addiction to drugs and alcohol had so badly battered his body that it was in no shape to even attempt to combat pneumonia to combat pneumonia oh for sure like Um, there's no no immune system whatsoever left no and your body's just fucking tired you know what i mean like at the end of the day um there's just no fight left in a body that's struggling to maintain every day you know Mm. so that being said um i did take Corey hames death pretty hard and yesterday was actually the 10-year anniversary of his passing a long with that came a very long-awaited documentary by his best buddy, Corey Feldman. And oh, he's the one that I love. Not in the same way. Right. Because of the burbs that I was watching. I started watching the burbs right when 
When did it come out? But I remember watching it when I was little, and he cracked me up. I freaking loved him. I love Corey Feldman. Still to this day, he's mm-hmm. he's a little weird. He's, uh, you know, and everybody, when he was having his, um, trying to make his comeback, and he had, like, Corey's Angels, and he did all these TV appearances, and everybody's like, what the fuck is this? Dude, he's a quirky little weirdo, and I love him for I that. Do. Like, dude, be, be your own little oddball self, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm yep. all about it. He had been, okay, so Corey Feldman, Corey Haim, um, did several movies together. Uh, Dream a Little Dream, License to Drive, The Lost Boys. Um, they had done other films together, smaller, like Straight to Video. And they also did, if you don't recall, the uh, reality TV series Two Corys, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. I forgot about that. I did not. Go figure. Um so this like long-awaited Corey Haim, so I could see his face. Oh my god! I, I don't so know why I couldn't get it in handsome. my head. Like he was okay. so he was just so adorable. I have to do this every time because I don't know why I forget what he looks like. So I always have to pull something. Up I and remember. even even when he was uh, there was a phase that he went through um, right around the two time of the two Corys where like um, he looked really rough, dude. He he was drinking. He was doing a lot of drugs. He was pudgy. He had the the heavy face. You know what I mean? You know exactly what I the fuck do. I'm talking about because that's how I looked all of 2018. Yeah, this picture I'm looking at, he totally has it. Yep. So that's what I was just Where you're like a little yellow thinking. around the gills and uh, mm-hmm. and got, the eye. Oh, yeah. I have bags under my eyes that I could pack it's a different shit in kind. for a week, but that's because I don't feel good. It's a different kind of, mm-hmm. of sag in the face. But uh, so anyway... Um, during the time of the two Corys, there's actually an episode where they're trying to stage interventions, right, for Corey Haim. And there's several episodes that if you guys are interested in going and find those, um, I know that you can find them on YouTube. But uh, where the Corys are sitting in a diner and they're having a conversation and, you know, Corey Feldman is trying to put his foot down with like drug and alcohol use and a couple other things. And he's like trying to put boundaries into place with his friend, right? And Corey Haim shotguns out a statement that was like, this is how you're going to do me after you let me get raped, so to speak. That was the first time. Whoa. Yeah, that was the first time. And because I watched the show, there were two seasons um, and I watched them very religiously. And uh, anyway, that was the first time that I was like, whoa, like back the fucking truck up. What the hell just happened? Okay. And there were many instances where Corey Haim would allude to the fact that there had been a lot of abuse in his childhood, um, for for decade for a day about a decade now, Corey Feldman has attempted to blow the whistle on sexual abuse mm-hmm. and the Hollywood pedophile ring. Right. Well, he wanted to put together this documentary, and nobody would pick it up. Okay. Um, Netflix didn't want to do it. HBO didn't want to do it. There's like all these different media outlets that. Whether they, you know, for whatever reason, and I'm, I, I'm going to speculate that either they were like, ah, it's old news. Or, or they don't want to be controversial because they have those actors they're talking about in their Netflix shit. Right. Or whatever. Or you never know. Whoever you never know. What, for whatever reason, Corey had to put together, the Corey Feldman put together the documentary and he had to produce and like mm-hmm. create, produce um, everything had to be done on his own. Uh, the documentary was supposed to drop on the 9th, um, at nine o'clock Utah time, mountain 
standard mountain, mountain standard mountain, whatever mountain time um and i was very excited it cost me 20 dollars right to to watch this documentary and then it completely fucked up like it was giving a 403 access denied and then it was just like a black screen um and you know there were a myriad of message messages that were being sent to me like if you look in my email it's actually kind of funny because these did not come special to me from Corey feldman but i like to pretend that they did they did i know they did because right. we're tight man him so but if you look in my email look Corey feldman Corey feldman like, oh damn so first it started with um you know now available you know to those who bought tickets here's where you go and then it was like, okay, we're having some issues. Um, you know, this is going to be available for, for the next 24 hours. And then it was, we're being hacked. Um, and unfortunately, due to somebody trying to hack the system, uh, people weren't able to watch this. Twitter was a flurry of shit. Um, I actually had several conversations with people. <laughs> it was kind of funny because I never use Twitter and then I finally do to fight with people. Um, <laughs> what else is Twitter for? I know, right? So it was, first it was, you know, we were having technical difficulties and then it was people were trying to hack the stream. Now, whether or not that, that whether or not that's accurate or not is neither here nor there. Corey put out a message that said, I will make good to every single person that bought a ticket to view this, right? And he did. Um... I get, a, I get an email in the middle of the day on Tuesday. They were like, we're going to try right now. Log in, see if you can view it. Fucking bam, there it is. He then goes on and says, I will stream this on repeat for the next 24 hours because it was only supposed to be shown on select days at select time. That's why and you then, had to buy a ticket. Right. That's why you had to buy a ticket. And then he was done, right? Because he was afraid for his life you start well yeah right you start throwing out names and shit of certain stuff and you know people mysteriously go fucking missing well so i watched this documentary now there are facets of this documentary that i think are really really unfortunate because Corey talked to different media outlets he talked to different reporters He's been saying this shit for years, trying mm. to like point fingers without getting himself hurt, without getting himself sued, but still get the information out there that like, dude, we were fucking molested and raped and groomed as kids in the 80s and in the 90s. Um, he finally puts together this documentary. I watched it in its entirety. It was about two hours long. And at the end of it, not only was I incredibly sad for him and Corey Haim that at the age of 13, Corey Haim was allegedly raped on the set of Lucas in 1985 by his co-star, Charlie Sheen. Um, and I have to be very careful with my verbiage allegedly. Right. Right. Now this is not new news to some people. Um, it was thrown out on a multitude of occasions when Corey was trying to start pointing fingers at people. Um, in this documentary, there are several people that talk about different situations with Corey Haim that suddenly started to make sense to them. Um, like Corey Haim at the age of 14 was talking to one of his co-stars from the lost boys and they were in a hot tub together. And he's like, so do you like do gay shit or, and his friend was like, thought that he was messing with him. 
and was like, what do you, what do you mean? Do gay shit. And he's like, like, do you want to fool around? And he's like, no. So Corey actually, Corey Haim actually masturbated in the hot tub in front of somebody. And this wouldn't be the first time or the last time. And people were like, what the hell? Because they were like, Corey, I'm not gay. And he's like, yeah, me neither. But this is like what boys do, right? Like if we're all, like we're part of this, this club, right? This is what guys do. And years and years later, Corey Haim had come out and talked about some of the abuse. He talked about the Charlie Sheen incident where apparently Charlie at the age of 19 told 13 year old Corey Haim, this is what guys do. It's okay. It's not gay. You're not gay. It's just what we do. Like guys have needs, right? And on the set of Lucas in 1985, he apparently took young 13 year old Corey Haim in between two trailers in broad daylight, put Crisco grease on his asshole and raped him in broad fucking daylight where anybody could have seen. This would be the start of Corey Haim's um, emotional trauma. Yeah. That he would start self-medicating for. Yeah. Um, and it, it really, like, dude, it fucking made me sick to think about it. And when Corey Feldman was talking about it, multiple people that were interviewed in this documentary all talked about it. Like, dude, Corey openly talked about how Charlie Sheen allegedly raped him. And there were others. Okay. So... I got to, I got, I finished the documentary. If you guys have the opportunity to like go do, um, get a part of this documentary, I, I recommend it. Now, some of, some people were really upset because they felt like they paid money for old info. And my thing is, if it's old info, then why are you guys not doing anything about it? Like, why isn't, why aren't more people like upset by this? Like, and I feel like people are getting more and more complacent with the Hollywood right. pedophile shit, right? If it were girls, would it be different? That's my question. Exactly. If Like the uh, gymnastics coach. Nasser. Larry Nasser. Yes. Well, I don't know why I couldn't think of his name. I could see his face. I can see his ugly fucking face yep. in my brain. So that was violating to everybody, but then this is just like, eh. Right. Like, I... I So another thing, like as the documentary goes on and he's talking about, you know, there were different people that were in and out, um, in and out of their lives. John Grissom, uh, who was an actor and, uh, like a caretaker, um, Dominic Raja, uh, Alfie Hoffman, who was, uh, like a teenage nightclub promoter owner. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, at the end of this documentary, there was a young kid who went on to talk about how the Hollywood pedophilia thing is still very much a fucking thing, right? Um, This kid was part of a Disney boy band creation. And he, uh, his name is uh, Ricky Garcia. This shit is still happening, like, on the daily. Where these kids are being fucking groomed horribly. Um, for these fucking pedophiles. So there is a, uh, like, come on, come on, come on, come on. There it is. I stand with Ricky Garcia. So this kid talks about how during his time on the Disney, okay, on the Disney show, 
he was being groomed um, for a pedophile. Now, it started with things as little as, you know, um, staying the night at this guy's house. Um, it then progressed into like, oh, we have this thing that we're going to, going to do. Um, it's like a practice camp thing, but no parents are allowed. And while they're there, they only have enough hot water for like one shower. So everybody like him and this guy have to shower together. Right. Um, and then it turns into like, it's okay. You know, I got you blackout drunk. You puked on yourself. So I had to give you a shower. I had to give you a bath. So I've already seen you naked. It's fine. Get naked in front of me some more. Um, and there's actually, so two months ago, mother of sexually abused boy bander breaks her silence, implicates Disney, CAA, Hollywood Records, LAPD, DA, and industry elite in the pedophile ring and cover up. So they basically make him think that this is like part of what you have to do to be right. Famous. So Tammy Garcia has a story that she doesn't want um, that Hollywood doesn't want her to tell, but like it needs to get out there. And in large part, what and you'll see this in this documentary by Corey Feldman, if you're interested. But um, she thought that this person who was helping her son create a cre career through Disney was like a father figure. Right? right. So you trust them to go with this person and you trust them to go on these trips. And during these trips, you know. Ricky, her son, is, um, he's in the hands of his ex-manager, Joby Hart, who is teaching him to be naked around him, who's plying him with alcohol at the age of 15, who's seeing him nude, they're sleeping in the same bed, they're taking fucking showers together. Um, it progressed into, like, hands on thighs, hands up shirts, ha like, sleeping nude in beds, like, pressing penises on young boys. Um, and it's, it's one of those things where... And all the while, this 12-year-old kid, 12 to 15, his mom is like, it's okay, you know, like, it's okay that you guys are in the hot tub together. It's okay. He's like a father figure. But the mom doesn't understand the right. full brevity of what the fuck is happening, right? This makes me happy that YouTube is a thing now. All right? the kids can get famous in their basement with their mom and dad helping instead of... Getting talent helping. managers that are molesting your children. For real. So one of the things that, um, in this documentary, something that I didn't know about Corey Feldman is that he has actually been very active in California legislation about extending the statute of limitation for sexual abuse... Right sex abuse victims um it used to be that the cutoff was like when you turn 26 you're fucked and in more ways than one right you then had run out the statute had run out for you to um get any sort of justice or take criminal action against your abuser it is now um until you're like 40 fuck it's 46 or 48 wow and it talks about in large part what Corey has done um, on the kids, hashtag kids too, uh, movement to tell their story. Um, you know, in the eighties, Corey Feldman had somebody that was supposed to be kind of like his, uh, like his caretaker for when he was underage and on set, right? Like a lot of parents didn't have the time or the means to be with their kids. So they, you know, they had these other people that were supposed to be taking care of their kids while they're on set. Um, John Grissom was giving him fucking quaaludes, dude, and Jesus getting him so Christ. fucked up. Wait, what are quaaludes again? They're like a hardcore, like, 
painkiller slash anti-anxiety slash remember Wolf of Wall Street? Yes, because that's when I asked. Matt. Yeah. Okay. I got <coughs> That's a quaalude. I couldn't remember. It's I'm... a sedative slash painkiller. Okay. I, I know that I've asked that before. They don't make these motherfuckers anymore and they stopped making them like way before they were like in the 80s. They weren't available in the 80s anymore, but you could still get them. Obviously. Well, yeah. I think you could still get them right now. Um, if you well, like. you could get them on Wolf of Wall Street, okay? <laughs> and they took four hours to kick in, but when they did, goddamn. So anyway, you know, like at one point in time, Corey was talking about a situation where he was 17 years old and crawled into bed. This person crawled into bed next to him, John Grissom. Allegedly, they passed out. He thought that was the end of the party, right? And he woke up to this person like taking his britches off and exposing his oh, genitals. Um, there were times that um, there was a situation when Corey Feldman was like 14, 15, where they were fucked up. They'd been using drugs and alcohol. And he said, you know, it started with a hand on, on my thigh and him being like, is this okay? And him being like, I guess. And then the hand starts going up the leg towards the groin area. And his thought was, oh, fuck, this is how this happens. And maybe Corey was right. Corey Haim. This is just what guys do in the industry. So you start making allowances, right? For the people that are supposed to be taking care of you or bettering your career or. Yeah, like this is what I got to do. This is what I'm supposed to be fucking doing to get to where I need to be. In the end, uh, and and I tell this to a lot of people. There are, there is no such thing as a gateway drug. I'm going to cry. Don't cry. I'm going to hide behind my thing like I do when you cry. Yeah, don't, don't look at me right now. Pisses me off. There is no such thing as a gateway drug. It's not smoking. It's not marijuana. It's not alcohol. There is no gateway drug. Mm -mm. Trauma, abuse, Mm -hmm. neglect. Those are your gateway fucking drugs. Right. Because right? somebody that hasn't experienced that could probably go smoke bowl and oh, it's dude, not there, a gateway. They, there they there are people all over the United States that can drink like a normal fucking person and they're fine. There are people who can recreationally even do like crazy shit like cocaine. I've seen it where they're like, oh, hey, mm-hmm, it's New Year's Eve and they get fucked up all night. And then they're like, they sleep all day the next day and then they get up and they go to work and they don't touch drugs for like the rest of the fucking year. And I'm like, whoa. I don't do that with drugs because I don't, I don't do drugs, but I can do that with alcohol. So yeah, like there are people that can recreationally and responsibly use and be fine. But there are people like Corey Haim. There are people like me that go through such intense fucking trauma, whether it is you know, sex abuse, physical abuse, emotional, mental, whatever, that the, um, like, for Corey Haim, his abuse subsequently killed him. He used opioids to treat both physical and emotional pain to a fucking extent that the human body cannot fucking sustain that. I used, Oh my God, I think I would take everything I could to try to get rid of that out of my brain. Because it happened, you know what I mean? It happened so much. And you don't want to feel it. You don't want to deal no. with it. You don't want, you have feelings that you can't do anything with because everybody around you does it. Everybody around you is living the same shit. So, you know, you've got kids 
that just a, a few fucking short five, six years ago are being groomed for pedophilia in by Disney fucking managers and shit. Um, allegedly. Allegedly. I, I'm just going to, I'm going to turn this into a fucking letter. Kenny episode, apparently fucking allegedly. I'm just going to name this episode. Allegedly. allegedly. So here's my thing is like, you know, these people, um, this has been going on for years and years and years. Do we really need to talk to talk about Judy Garland in fucking Wizard of Oz and the amount of insane fucking sex abuse and torment and harassment? Clear up. Keep going because I'm sure that I know for a motherfucking fact Shirley Temple did too. Like go back and watch those goddamn documentaries if you want a stomach turning. Oh no, I'm good. Fucking all the way through, right? Corey Feldman has for decade, a decade, he's been trying to fucking be like this person, um, you know, while he said that, you know, Michael Jackson didn't um, touch me inappropriately or have sexual contact with me. Here's what did happen. He did look at pornography with me. He did put, you know, he did take books of people with sexually transmitted diseases and we looked at them. We looked at different nudie magazines together. Um, you know, Corey Feldman wanted Michael Jackson to stay the night at his house. Allegedly, the stipulation was that Michael Jackson would come to his house if he had nudie books for them to look at. Grown men don't look at pornography with little boys if there no. is not something hinky there. No, you don't just sit there and go through it like. No, 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 no. Furthermore. You could be like, here, have fun. Like, you, you, and you don't like, uh, somebody was like, well, if he was looking at a book of, you know, naked adults with sexually transmitted diseases, maybe he was showing him like the cons of being sexually active at a blah, blah, blah. That wasn't his fucking place. That's not his kid. No. That was not his fucking place. Like, any way that you want to try and justify that sort of behavior, it's not fucking okay. If I found out that a goddamn grown man in his fucking late 20s had been looking at pornography with my eight, nine-year-old son, motherfucker wouldn't be taking breath into his lungs anymore. If anybody Ever, at anybody, that with you know my what I mean? eight, like, nine-year-old. So, mm. there's, there's a lot of information that was in this documentary that I didn't know. Some of it was before our time, like shit that was happening in the early 80s. We were just tiny little babins, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so there's a lot of things that I think um, completely went over my head until this documentary. Now, I I recall the Charlie Sheen thing being discussed um, mm -hmm. and how Charlie Sheen had actually attempted to sue for libel and defamation of character. Um, and I don't think it went anywhere. Uh, but... You know, it, it, in the documentary, Feldman named, first named three men of sex abuse. John Grissom, who was an actor who had little roles in Dream a Little Dream, License to Drive, and shit like that. The nightclub owner, Alfie Hoffman, and the former talent manager, Marty Weiss. Also, Dominic Braja, who was a former actor and one-time friend of both the Corys. Um, and so there, Grissom says, he was like, you know... Most of these people, now one of them has actually died uh, and and died in 2018, but most of these guys have gotten on to YouTube or wherever and like I said, it's not me. I'm sick and tired of getting told that, you know, I've done all these things. Um, it, it's sick. It's twisted. It's not me. I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's so hard. Ugh. So I don't like it. Of course they're going to say it's not me. What are they going to do? Be like, oh, oh. well, it, you got me. Gee gosh darn shucks. Fuck. You got me. 
But, you know, Corey Feldman had actually gone so far as to go to the SAG, right? And be like, I want Charlie Sheen fucking revoked. You know, the this is like a, a union for the actors. You guys got rid of Harvey Weinstein. We'll get we'll get on that fucking topic here in a second. You guys got, you know, you revoked his shit, so why not him? And the SAG basically allegedly had come forward and been like, yeah, but there's tons and tons of victims coming forward. Now, if you have tons of people that are willing to come forward against Charlie Sheen for sex abuse, harassment, molestation, whatever, then we will take his SAG club card too, or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Have enough people not come forward already? Now... I'll be honest, I'm not a huge fan of Charlie Sheen, and I never have been. No. Um, I always thought that he was kind of a foul human being. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, Um, and especially, like, when you start getting into documentaries, like the Heidi Fleiss documentary, not because she was a madam, not because she got paid for sex, but because she went off the deep end, moved to the deserts of Nevada, did a bunch of crank, um, and, like... Some other stuff. You should just go watch that documentary. I think I've watched that she needs one, but I help. haven't. It's It was a while. Didn't it come out quite a while ago? Yeah, it did. Yeah. She needs fucking help. Mm-hmm. But all along, you know, you've got Charlie Sheen taking advantage of people, uh, clearly having all of the sex unprotected, which God only knows how many people are are, are also sharing an AIDS diagnosis with the motherfucker. Um, so I've always thought he was kind of a disgusting human being anyway. Yeah. Um, and then when you hear things like at 19 years old, he's butt fucking 13 year olds in between trailers, allegedly. And is this true? I don't know. But, you know, for Corey Haim, all of his life to tell people this as like it was almost like one of his cries for help. It was the beginning of the end for Corey Haim. And he multiple people that are in this documentary, like he openly talked about abuse from Charlie Sheen. Mm -hmm. Um, Later, when Corey, during the the filming and the wrap-up and everything of Lucas, which, whatever, um, 1985, 13 years old, he noticed that Charlie was getting more and more distant with him, okay? And this is a 13-year-old kid. 13-year-old kids do a lot of shit for the attention, especially of their older peers. Like, they want to fit in. Of course. Right? They want friends. Yeah. He had attempted to fool around um, with Charlie and Charlie pushed him away for whatever, for whatever reason. Um, Corey had kind of like put himself on a platter and was like, did you still want to do this stuff with me or, um, and Charlie had pushed him away. And I think that that, in my opinion, you knew you fucking did something wrong. So you push this person. It's almost like when you do something wrong, so you fucking push it under, you, you sweep it under the rug and yeah. you pretend that nobody sees it, nobody saw it. And then you distance yourself away from this person, right? Because you know what you did was fucked up. You know what you did was wrong. So for me, it feels odd that at 19, you would be all buddy-buddy with this person. You can go back and watch different clips and, uh, you know, as they're walking down the red carpet, they're all buddy-buddy. And then at the end of the day, you know, like a year later after they wrap up this film, Charlie Sheen doesn't want to have anything to do with Corey Haim what-so-fucking-ever, right? Does that not feel odd to you? Yeah. And and my thought, too, like, just, I'm trying to, like, figure out why. That's why I'm, like, just sitting here staring at you. But... For a lot of people, it's more fun when it's it's a no-no. 
Right. And so then if it's all of a sudden a no-no, he's either like, all right, he's setting me up, so I'm not going to take it, or it's not so much fun anymore because it's not a no-no. Right. So in the documentary, in 2017, Braja, who was accused by Feldman of abusing Haim in the documentary, reportedly told the National Enquirer that Haim had confided in him that he and Sheen smoked pot and had sex. Now, again, Sheen denies those allegations, and he did sue the Enquirer for libel. Haim told me that he had sex with Sheen when they were filming Lucas. He told me that they smoked pot and had sex, and he said they had anal sex. Haim said after it happened, Sheen became very cold and rejected him. When Corey wanted to fool around again, Charlie wasn't interested and pushed him away. Hmm. So, I mean, there's a there's a lot of information um, that I didn't know for me when I watched the documentary. Now, there's a lot of people on, on Twitter that are like, well, this is old info. Okay, well, if it's old info and you guys have come, become complacent and that you're somehow angry that you paid $20 to hear old information, then fucking take the old information and do something with it. Exactly. Because it's still fucking happening. It is. Kids are still being groomed Mm -hmm. for sex. Kids are still being raped. Kids are still being fucking molested in the hopes of furthering their fucking careers. Now, what really bothers me is also in this documentary, it talks about how um, Corey Feldman has several emails and they are, you see them in the documentary, right? From Judy Haim, Corey's mother. Um, that basically alludes to the fact that she knew a lot of this shit was going on and did nothing about it. And she then went on Dr. Oz and tried to make it sound like um, Corey Feldman was trying to make a grab for fame and money by exploiting uh, Corey Haim and his death and, you know, abuse and this, that and the other. Um, and she has like this team of people. If you get on, get online, go to Google, look up Corey Feldman and the Wolf Pack. And this will go into detail about how um, these people have been coming after him since he came out and first pointed fingers, right? Mm -hmm. He's been stabbed outside of nightclubs. He's been harassed. He's been... And these people are all tied back to Judy Haim, allegedly. No shit. Yes. Um, So there's there's a lot in there that I think... um, I think should be discussed. Now... Moving forward, I I did, like, I took took time to tweet to Corey Feldman to let him know that I was like, hey, man, thanks for making good on your word, to out these people to make sure that the stream that we paid for was viewable, because he did. He did exactly what he said he would do. Did he tweet you back? He hasn't. Are you like, you emailed me personally, and you can't tweet me? It's all right. I'm just kidding. He's busy. Um, I did have some people like, hold on, I got to go to the actual tweet. So I had tweeted something that, uh, it's kind of funny. I said, hopefully the kinks have been ironed out for tomorrow's stream of Corey Feldman's My Truth Doc, as it looks like it's not happening tonight. And somebody tweeted to me, um, sounds like sounds like someone who totally got scammed that doesn't totally want to believe they got scammed. I said, if I did, I did. If I didn't, hurry for me. It was 20 bucks. Right. And I said, just finish the film. Totally worth the 20 bucks. And then I had put something out and it was a screen cap of uh, the email that I got from him that says, we truly appreciate your support and patience. We're committed to providing access to all of those, you know, talking about how they got hacked. 
And uh, this one guy responds to me and he's like, yeah, maybe he'll do a. <laughs> he's like, yeah, maybe he'll do a, a sequel. And in the sequel, he can name the hackers and you can pay more money for that. I just tweeted him back. I said, shh, it's on. <laughs> like you're bothering me right now. I'm, I'm watching. Um, and the guy actually came back and liked my tweet. I was like, haha, you must be watching it too. For real. Um, Simon Smart. I don't know. Maybe he was just like placating with me. That's, that's fine. This guy's actually pretty attractive. Nice beard. Um, but anyway, I had like good conversations with a couple people on Twitter. Some people think I'm an asshole and think I'm an idiot for paying $20. It's my 20 bucks, dude. I can spend that at 7-Eleven. Well, and you've always liked them. It's not, it's not like something new. You're not bandwagoning. You've always been interested in what's going on. Yes. So here we are at the tippy top of the hour. All right. You ready? You want to talk about it? About? Do you like to talk about it? I would like to talk about it. Let's talk about it. Because it falls right in line with Hollywood fucking executives using their power and position to fucking do horrifying things. Good old Harvey fucking Weinstein. Man. Harvey. Harvey. And he's a very current event today. Yes, he is. March 11th. 2020 i wrote 2018 on something okay i was like mother of god (laughs) i've gone backwards so there are people slews slews more than one not not a slew there's slews more than one of women who have been addressing his fucked up behavior for years like rose mcgowan good on you girl like fucking get up there on your soapbox stomp your feet light a match fucking set the goddamn world on do fire. the damn thing do the damn thing um harvey weinstein sentenced to 23 years in prison after addressing his accusers in court Ooh. and that happened at the tippy top of the morning top um, of the morning to you top of the morning to you um there was a lot of things that went through on the me too movement that bothered me in both good and bad ways. Um, maybe not bothered me shouldn't be. I worded that incorrectly, but whatever. There were some things about the Me Too movement that bothered me because some people used that as a platform to make excuses for a lot of things. And I say that as a personal experience with somebody that I know um, that she's a hashtag queen. But the Me Too movement opened up the door for a lot of people, like fucked up Harvey Weinstein, to finally get their goddamn comeuppance about what they have done. So uh, Judge James Burke sentenced him to 20 years in prison for first degree criminal sexual acts and three years for a third degree rape. These will run consecutively and both uh, both come with five years of supervision after release. Um, and then Weinstein, of course, will have to register as a sex offender. What? 20 years. He'll be, what, 80? How old will this fucking prick be? I don't know. Hold on a second. He'll be 80 something. I I really thought he beep, was beep, older beep, than beep, that beep. for some reason. He's 67. He'll be 87 he was- if he fucking makes it. There's, there's a lot that goes in to what this man has done. 
the sex acts. He has, he had forced waves and waves of women to participate and do things for him, to him, on behalf of him, to further their career. There are women whose careers fucking sank because of this man, because they refused to play the game. Mm-hmm. The charges that they have were based on testimony by Miriam Haley and Jessica Mann, who both spoke at this morning's sentencing. If Harvey Weinstein had not been convicted by this jury, it would have happened again and again and again. I'm relieved that we now know he's not above the law. I'm relieved that there are women out there who are safer because he is not out there. So he's going, he faces uh, felony charges of forcible rape, oral copulation, sexual penetration, and... Um, sexual penetration by the use of force, sexual battery by restraint in Los Angeles. Prosecutors say he raped one woman and sexually assaulted another one in separate incidences over a two-day period in 2013. Like, this shit is not just, like, back in the 80s and 90s. It's new. It's fairly recent. Yeah. Seven years ago. He was in his... he was 60. Yeah. So, you know how some people are like, oh, he's just a fucking old man now. Well, clearly, at the age of 60, motherfucker was still hurting people. So. So, at least 100 women had come out publicly accusing him of sexual abuse. Um, the, 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 the vast majority didn't... Wow. The map... The vast majority... <laughs> wow. The... <laughs> Majority. That's when your vagina is makes the, majority. the majority of the yeah. No. I, that's where I'm at in my relationship right now. The majority. Just the vast majority won't take part in the trial. So the court heard six of the accusers, and in the opening statements, this is what I love the most: is the prosecution opens up with Weinstein is not a harmless old man. Fucking clearly not. Sixty years old, and he's still forcible penetration. By restraint. Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. So, Miriam Haley, good on you, woman. Jessica Mann, good for you, honey. When I say honey in the nicest of ways, woman to woman. Annabelle Ciora. Don Dunning. To- Ooh, honey. <laughs> oh. Her name is uh, Tarali Wolf. I want to, I'm really hoping that I say that properly because, fuck. Uh, Lauren Young. And those are the ones that were heard in court. This doesn't include the tons and tons of ladies all over Hollywood that came forward and decided to point fingers. I think Rose has probably been the most outspoken. Good for you. Yeah. But we will take some comfort in knowing that douchebag Harvey Weinstein no longer gets to walk around as a free man. No, no. He will likely die in prison. (laughs) But I will wish this. I hope you get fucking shingles. I hope that you get a fucking skin infection in the wrinkles of your scrotum. I hope you end up with a fucking bladder infection that feels like you're pissing shards of glass. I hope... I hope you get a tooth infection. I hope you break a tooth and it gets so infected that it gets into your bone. I hope that you get fucking pink eye. I hope... Um, you get an ear infection. I hope you tinnitus. get a double fucking ear infection with no antibiotics. 
I hope that you and everybody that ever helped you do the things that you did now know that you, that like you are not above the law and what you, what you do is noticed and will not go unpunished. Amen, sister. And that you will, you, you can't escape your fucking fate now. Nope. And I hope, I, I genuinely hope that in the wake of all of this, that Ricky Garcia gets the fucking justice he deserves. I hope that all of these baby touching fucking mongoloids in Hollywood realize that we will find out. People will find out. Mm-hmm. It's not, I don't, I don't know why. Um, I, I don't, I, Wow, stutters. Words are fun. I don't know what people said to make this that uh, that quiet hush hush. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the oh, your career will never go anywhere. We're gonna fucking hurt the people that you love. We're gonna, you know, you're gonna live in a fucking box in Vegas if you if you tell anybody. People have been hushed and battered and beaten and silenced for entirely too long. But this little Hollywood pedophile. And, you know, Harvey wasn't even a pedophile. Well, no. ish. Yeah. He well, was just a fucking horrible man. Yeah. And anybody that's been through anything like this, you don't be afraid to seek out counseling. And this, you know, this in large part, like, if you need help and you think that nobody's listening, go get Go, go find a counselor so that you can at least get this shit off your own chest. Get it off your back. You know, somebody, somebody's going to find out. But the other thing is, with the legislation, and even legislation in Utah, they are extending the statute of limitations. So if you feel like you can't come forward because nothing's going to happen anyway, we're changing that. People yeah. are changing that. People like Corey Feldman are working to change that. Yeah. Yep. And uh, with counseling too, a lot of people say, well, I can't afford it or, you know, this and that. Most places will work with you because I do both counseling in town and I do counseling on online with betterhelp.com. And um, both offer income-based uh Financial aid yeah, financial. I couldn't think of the words. Yeah. But yeah, they do they do it off your income. They will make it affordable. A lot of the private ones won't, but like the one that I go to in town is ran by the county or the state. I can't mm-hmm. remember. Is it state? I think it's state? It's a government agency either way, but they'll do it off a sliding scale if I needed that. Luckily my insurance covers it, so I only pay for ten dollars every time I go. Um it's always worth it to go to counseling and it really it's is scary and it's hard and you go through a lot of shit that you don't want to but you come out on top and it, you know i've left counseling sessions totally fucked up over stupid not stupid shit but over shit that we talked about and it was worth it it sucked for a couple of days but it's always worth it you only get stronger so go go talk don't be quiet don't live in your own misery get get some get some help some H-E-L-P. Some H-E-L-P. So, at the end of the day, if 
you guys are if you guys are interested, you're gonna have to go and check out my truth doc.com. Oh, that's what I was gonna ask um, you. for the Corey Feldman. Now I don't know how long I don't know if he's gonna re-release it. By the time this episode airs, it will have completed its airing. Um, but maybe you get on Twitter and you tweet him and you say, I didn't know um, that this was a thing. I didn't know that you had a documentary. I don't, I, I know because my friends at Color Me Dead and can you re-release it? Can we pay 20 bucks? Can we, what do we got to do? Because we want to see it too. Yeah. Yes, do that. Um, so next time that you hear from us, it will be the end of Aaron Hernandez. Yeesh. So if if you missed something on the last one, uh, we'll remind you now. We're going to be doing two big episodes a month with two filler, maybe maybe more sometimes, but for sure two filler episodes in between that are shorter. If so you're you gonna want. you're gonna get current events and hopefully some survivor stories. Yeah. So calling all survivor stories, email them to us at colormedeadpodcast at gmail dot com. I don't know why when I go to say it, I, I always say it wrong. So I was like, well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Send know. in your, who am, I? Who, who am I? Where am I? What am I? Send in your survivor stories so that we can share those. We will, you'll hear us next week with a long episode about Aaron Hernandez and then more shit after that. That's a secret. Secret. Because we like to Be keep, we like to keep the secrets and we like to keep it spiritual. Spiritual. Anybody that hall. Yeah, anybody that follows the burning bosom that we talk about so often, go look at their newest video because my little brother's in it. My little Kagan, and it's very spiritual. Spiritual in the cultural hall. <laughs> in the cultural hall. With Hey Don, Dre Don, Pay Don. Kada. Or no, it's Tayda. I can't remember I can't them all remember now. I, yep. So in the meantime, guys, um, in the in the grand scheme of things, um, I want you guys to take care of each other, take care of yourselves. And if you see something, if you hear something, do something about it, please. And, uh, stay out of chalk lines. Where the fuck were you? I was right here. I, and, uh, and then I went, (gasps) yeah, do it again. Ready? And, uh, stay out of chalk lines. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) Like in my head, I'm like watching you and I'm like, Open your fucking mouth and see the words. It was going in my head, but it wasn't coming out on my own. I see that.